Well, hello. Take a seat. It's a joy to be back with you after almost six months away. Someone's already told me that I look a lot older than I did when I left, which I think I'll take as a compliment. I asked him, should I grow a beard? He said no. So there you go. Our talk today is about God and about love. And it's about the fact that God is love. And our reading is from 1 John 4, verses 7 to 16. So we'll kick off with that. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. So, big question, quite an easy one to answer. Fastest one wins. What amazing thing happened earlier on in the service? Now, there were lots of amazing things, lovely worship, lovely things, but there was something particularly amazing that happened to do with this. What was it? The baby was asleep, that's true. But what was, what was going on? What was going on? Do we know what was going on, Samuel? Baptism. Baptism, a wonderful thing, a baptism. But there's a big question. Why do we do it? What's it all about? What is baptism all about? Well, one of the big reasons why we do it is because Jesus told us to. And that's quite a good reason, to be honest. And we should probably do everything Jesus tells us to do. And when he told us to baptize people, he told us to do something else at the same time. He said, make disciples. Ooh, What does it mean to make disciples? It means to make new followers of Jesus. So we're involved in helping to make new followers of Jesus, which is very exciting. But it can be a little scary because it can involve telling others about God. And that can be something that's very scary. Some people don't find it scary, and that's excellent, but some people do. I wonder if you can gather the people around you and ask them this question. What can stop you from telling others about God? Gather some people, have a little group. If there's anyone left out, bring them in. Have a little quick chat and I'll come back and I'll ask you what you said. Off you go.
30 seconds more, 30 seconds. Who's got some answers for me? Show of hands. Who's got some answers? Who's got some answers? Yes. What have we got? What? Busy, doing Busy doing other things. That's a big problem. That's a big problem. What, what's another problem over here? Social pressures. Scary. It's a very scary thing. What else have we got? Have we got anything over there? Anything? Over there. What did you say? Losing your voice. That's never a helpful thing. Have we got anything else? Neil and Debs were talking. I saw this little group over here. You should know things theological. People judge us as bad Christians. It's difficult. It can be really difficult to check. We've got one more over there. One more over there. What was that? Scared? Yeah, scared of getting in trouble if you're not allowed to be a Christian in another country. It's big business. So what should we do? Well, the good thing is, our passage this morning gives us lots of answers to questions, which can fill us with confidence to help tell other people about Jesus. Because sometimes it can be scary, and we might not feel we're confident enough to tell other people about Jesus. But our wonderful passage this morning helps us to answer four huge questions about our Christian faith that can help us to bring other people in and do what Jesus told us to. Who is God? What did he do? How do we know? And what should we do? So number one, God is love. God is love. What does it mean that God is love? Earlier on, Neil talked about God's love. He had a water pistol. I hope he didn't get wet. He said God has so much love, much more than we could ever imagine. And it's not going to run dry. But there's something deeper than that. It's not just that he has love, like you might have an orange or a penguin. It's that he is love. God is love. It's like you are an orange or you are a penguin. God is love. A hundred points if you can spot a penguin with an orange on the slide. Come to me afterwards if you got it. It is there. So, big question. Who is God? God is love. And that shapes our whole understanding of Christianity. God is love. Second big question, what did he do? Because God is love, because he loves us so much, he decided to send his son. We found out that he sent his son into the world, not just to be here and have a nice time, but to die for us. Why? Why did he have to die for us? Because of all the things we've done wrong. You know, maybe at school or at home, you might have to sit on the naughty step or you might have to have a detention. If you've done something wrong, there's a cost. Or maybe even if you've done something really bad, you might have to go to prison. The cost of us going against God's will, going against God, sinning, is very expensive. It's death and eternal separation from God. But so that that didn't happen, God loved us so much because he is love. He sent his son into the world to die for us, to pay that cost so that we can be with him. It's a wonderful thing. So who is love? Who is God? God is love. What did he do? God sent his son. And now, big question, how do we know? This is a difficult one. 
Sometimes people might come to you and say, how did you know that Jesus was really there? How do you know that God really exists? It's a really difficult question because it involves faith. And sometimes faith doesn't fit into all the boxes that we have in our world. But there's something that John tells us in this reading about how we can know. It's the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So because God is love, he sent his son to die so that we can live through him and he sends his spirit to be with us. So God is living in us. And we know that that's happening because we can see clues. You know, if you look out the window in the morning and the ground is wet outside, you know that it's been raining. A bit similar to that. The Holy Spirit living in us helps us to be more loving, more kind, more generous, self-control. Lots of good things. Faith, hope, love. Sometimes we might even feel his presence with us. The Holy Spirit is one of the ways that we know. So, who is God? God is love. What did he do? God sent his son. How do we know? The Holy Spirit. Lots of amazing things in this passage. And the final, fourth big question, what should we do? Because God loves us, he sent his son so that we can live through him. We have the Holy Spirit in us and we're meant to love each other. When John talks about love, he actually talks about loving everyone in the church. So this is a little bit of an understanding about the church. We've got God, we've got Jesus, we've got the Holy Spirit, we've got the church. We have to love each other. This is an amazing thing. When we tell people about Jesus in the hope that they'll get baptized, we can tell them that they're entering into a loving community centered on the God who is love. It's a really wonderful thing. So that's the four things. God is love. God sent his son, the Holy Spirit, love each other. Now here's a test. I've said it quite a few times now. Who is God? God is love. What did he do? He sent his son. How do we know? Holy Spirit. What should we do? Love each other. That's wonderful. That is perfect. So maybe using this little bit of the Bible, telling others about God is not as scary anymore. Maybe. But some people might say, I still need an opportunity. I need a chance to tell people about God. How am I going to do it? If only there was a day this week that was all about love, when we could talk about God. Oh, there is Valentine's Day. What a joyous day. We can talk about the love of God on Valentine's Day. Here's a question that you might want to ask. You can ask someone, what is love? What do they think love is? And maybe they'll tell you what love is. And maybe they might ask you back. And maybe you might tell them about our God who is love. These are big things. It's important to pray. Let's take a time now to pray about these things together. So I've got three things to pray for. We're going to gather back into our groups. Here are the three things. Something about God's love that you're thankful for. Something about God's love you'd like to understand more. And something about God's love you want to share with others. So get back into your groups, talk about these things, pray about these things. Then we'll all come back together for the Lord's Prayer before Jack leads us back in worship. Off you go.
start to bring those prayers to a close. Let's say together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Now Jack and the band are going to come up and lead us in our next song of worship together. Please stand. Yeah, Lord, we just uh, thank you so much for that word from Sam, Lord, about just your love.